Hi everyone, my name is Maya, and welcome to Psych Mike, the podcast that explores the lives and career paths of industry leaders who use psychology to make an impact in the world. This week's episode will be a little bit different because I'm not releasing my normal interview with a wonderful and inspiring guest. I will rather be sharing the Psych Mike origin story, why I started this, how I started it, what I've learned along the way, how it's evolved over time, and my vision for the future with it, and what I hope it will accomplish. Part of this will also be my journey into psychology and through college. And I thought this would be a really interesting way for me to reflect as I've just graduated NYU with my bachelor's in applied psychology. So I would love to get this story out there and perhaps it will resonate with someone, whether you're a psych major or not, maybe it'll inspire you, who knows, to start your own initiative or give you some reassurance about your own psychology journey. Those of you who know me know how passionate I am about this work and how much I pour my heart and soul into it and how much I think about it every single day. And I really just wanna share that passion with you today. I also just wanna say that none of this origin story or this passion of mine would matter if I didn't have the passions, the curiosities, and the support of the people who've participated and tuned into this. So without you, Psych Mike really wouldn't be what it is. So I hope you'll stick around for this story and I hope it resonates with you. I would love to start out this episode by giving you a little bit of background about who I am and how I grew up. I grew up in the suburbs of Boston with three amazing siblings, an older brother, an older sister, and a younger brother, and two very loving parents. And if I were to ask my parents or my siblings how I was growing up, the first thing they would probably say is that I was extremely curious, venturing into the nosy arena at times, probably most of the time, which is fine because I am. <laughs> and if you traveled back in time and told them one day Maya's going to start a podcast where she interviews a bunch of people for a living, they would be like, yeah, that makes total sense. I actually just paused the recording just now to call my sister and ask her in one word, how would you describe me as a kid? And the first thing that came out of her mouth was very curious. Now that's two words, but confirmed, I was very curious as a kid. And she also said that if I wanted something, I would find a way to get it and that I was very outgoing. And I think all of those things are still very true today. In high school, I started to get really curious about my academic and professional interests, and I remember I really loved AP Psychology and Philosophy, because those were the classes where I could really explore my questions about the human condition and about human nature, and that was something I was always really curious about. So I think it became very apparent to me very quickly that I wanted to study psychology in college, and I don't think I even ever considered any other major by the time I was applying. It just felt really right to me. I will say though that when I decided to study psychology, I had no idea where that would lead me. Like I had no clear idea of what I wanted to do after that or how I could use psychology. I just knew that I had questions that I needed answers to. And I knew psychology had those answers or at least could help me start exploring them. It also really appealed to me that a psychology major was versatile enough that I could really apply it to whatever I wanted to do after college. It didn't gear me towards any one type of career, or at least, at least I didn't feel like it would lock me in anywhere, and that was really appealing to me. So I think that's also really important to emphasize for psychology majors going into college that not everybody knows. I think a lot of people have a misconception that a psychology major will give you um, you know, the preparation to become a psychologist. And if you don't wanna do that, then the major is useless. And that's just completely not true. A psychology major prepares you for so many different types of careers. 
um, or at least gives you the foundational knowledge to do a lot of different types of things. And we'll get into all of that. Um, but for now, well, let's get back to my experience as a psychology major. Um, I got into NYU, the Applied Psychology Program at the Steinhardt School of Culture, Education, and Human Development at NYU. And at NYU, we have two different psychology programs. One is the Applied Psychology Program, and one is the Psychology Program. And they're different. It's a little confusing, but they're different in that the Applied Psychology Program really emphasizes the bridging of theory, research, and practice. And a huge component of that is that in your junior or senior year, you are required to do fieldwork, meaning you have to apply to either work at a research team or at a different or type of organization. So that could be at a clinical center, a tutoring center. There were so many different places that people um, could go work. And that really appealed to me too. In my program, there was really a huge emphasis on research and I took advantage of that pretty much right away. So in my freshman year, I applied to work as an advocate on a research team called ROSES, which stands for Resilience, Opportunity, Safety, Education, and Strength. And it's a community-based program and intervention that pairs girls involved with or at risk of involvement with the juvenile justice system with a highly trained advocate. And I remember reading the description of the advocacy position and being really compelled by it and wanting to apply, but I didn't think I would get it because I was only a freshman and I hadn't had much experience. And by some miracle, I did get that. And I was really grateful that I had that experience because I think it really shaped my whole worldview. So as an advocate, I was first trained for 40 hours, which was intensive and fascinating. Um, and I was trained to employ trauma-informed and strengths-based advocacy approaches to work with these clients in their communities and increase access to community-based resources. And so that could be things, for, uh, anything from employment to education to childcare. It could be a whole host of things. And it was a really incredible experience because I got to see not only how intervention science works, I got to be part of it, and I got to witness firsthand how the system was broken. And those experiences will forever shape my worldview and forever influence how I think about systems in the US and how they impact individuals. So after doing that for about a year, I went abroad to Spain. And then when I came back, I decided to get some more experience on other research teams where I could get some data skills and more deliberate uh, research skills. And I decided to work on a fetal neuroscience team at NYU Langone, where I conducted a personal project. And then after that, I decided I wanted to do an honors thesis where I had to find mentorship from a professor in the applied psych program. So I joined the Island Lab, which is an infant neurodevelopment lab, and started working under the mentorship of Dr. Natalie Brito. And she is an incredible role model to me and a mentor to me, and she was actually really crucial in the founding of PsychMike. I'll get to that in a second, but I just want to say that those two years doing research under the mentorship of Dr. Brito were really amazing because I got to see firsthand how research was done. And I also got to learn a whole lot about child development, whether that was cognitive development, language development, socio-emotional development, neurodevelopment. It was so valuable and so formative. And at the same time, in the middle of all this, I really found myself wanting to venture out and see what else was out there in terms of psychology's applications. So just to get clear on the timeline, around the spring of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic started and we had all transitioned to Zoom. Y'all know the story. And in August of 2020, I started contemplating what I wanted to do post-grad because I had about a year left and I hadn't really devoted much thought to it. 
partially because I was really engrossed in my studies. I really just loved that and I, I really didn't want to think about the application of those studies yet because I was interested in so many different things. I didn't want to have to choose something. And I think that's still very true today. I'm much more of a generalist than a specialist. I am multi-passionate. We'll see if that changes over time. But for now, I really do enjoy being able to dip my toes into all sorts of different disciplines and studies within this field and beyond it. So as I started to contemplate what I wanted to do after college, a confusion emerged and it was bugging me for a while because I really did value my psychology background. I really valued all the classes that I took and the experiences that I had and I felt like they were exactly what I needed at that point in my life. But when it came to career prospects after graduating, things were murky. And I started having these conversations with my friends and there was one friend in particular, Mitchell, who is not in psychology, but he really helped me, uh, really pushed me actually to start this initiative because he helped me see my confusion as something that I could, I could turn into something positive, create a platform and help not only myself, but everybody else, all the students and young professionals who were experiencing the exact same confusions and curiosities as me. So he really gave me the vote of confidence that I could do this and I should do this and I shouldn't wait. And the thing that I really wanted to do was I wanted to understand directly from professionals, directly from people in the field who've done it. I wanted to get their stories and their narratives and I wanted their direct advice. Really, I wanted to be inspired by them. I wanted to hear stories that might resonate with me and might help me understand if that was something that I saw myself doing in the future. And I wanted to connect as many psychology majors as I could at my school and beyond to these professionals. And I wanted to engage together in these curiosities and these questions that we had because I felt like I was asking questions, but then every time I got on the phone with someone, they would ask me a different question. I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then we just, I really wanted to share in this joy and this curiosity uh, and this very exciting time in our lives, really. And I think at that point too, in 2020, everybody was so confused and scared and especially when it came to careers and and finding jobs after college the prospects were not great because the economy was suffering and I think people were just really really looking for some inspiration in some direction so the first thing I did to try to address this problem was I set up a meeting with my mentor Dr. Natalie Brito and I proposed this idea to her where I, I said basically I want to create an event series where every week I highlight one professional in or around psychology to share their story and engage in open interactive Q&A with students and young professionals. And of course, since she was the person I was most comfortable with and probably one of the only real professionals that I knew in the field, I asked her, would you please be my first guest? And she was game and she gladly agreed and we set a date together August 19th, 2020. I had the date on the calendar, I committed to it and then I just started planning. So I made a flyer and I started promoting this in different psychology and psychology adjacent departments throughout NYU. And I was shocked. I really didn't expect this many people to sign up, but I had 120 people signed up within the first week and a half of promoting it. And I... Really, I was so excited that I, I really wanted to ground myself in 
what these people were actually curious about. There was a good reason why 120 people signed up for this series. It was filling a need and I wanted to understand exactly what that need was and I wanted to hear it directly from the people that signed up. So I reached out individually to every single person who signed up and I had about 100 total conversations during that first week and a half where I was promoting for the event. I had 120, 100 conversations individually with those people who've signed up and I asked them, what are you studying? What are you curious about? What do you need answers to? And what do you wanna do after college? Or what are you doing now? And, and, and how can these events best serve you? I kept a notebook where I detailed what each person was interested in career-wise and what questions they had. And I still have that notebook to this day. And I, I, while everybody had different interests and um, different curiosities and different confusions, I did find a common thread. And that was that no matter what their interests were, they wanted to understand how people were applying psychology in their work. And that could be formerly psychologists, so people who have a, an advanced degree in psychology and have become psychologists, or that could be people who were using their psychology backgrounds in other fields or other areas. So that could be law, medicine, architecture, engineering, art, education, public policy, public health, like people really wanted to understand what the different applications of psychology are and how those people got to that place in their life. And they really wanted to hear stories and narratives from people who've been there and done that because they wanted reassurance. And so, and, and inspiration too, not just reassurance, inspiration. And there were a lot of questions that came up in these conversations. I'll detail a few of them. Um, like, how do they use psychology in their everyday life? How have they leveraged their undergraduate degree and the knowledge and skills that they gained there throughout their career? How did they choose one graduate program over another? And what's the difference between a PhD and a PsyD and this master's over that master's? And how will these programs help me achieve my goals? And how do these professionals position themselves to be strong applicants to these programs? And how do they deal with stress and anxiety and imposter syndrome? How do they achieve work-life balance? And what should I ask during job interviews? And what should I be doing right now that can help set me up for success after college? And how do they achieve interdisciplinarity? How do they find nurturing mentors? What does a day in the life look like? And how are they, why are they doing this work? So, so many questions and I've only just scratched the surface. I have a notebook filled with them. Another thing that many people said to me was that they they felt scared to reach out to their professors and ask them questions about themselves and move beyond the class material. So I wanted to create a channel and a platform where people could feel free enough to express their curiosities and to get a little vulnerable and ask those hard questions that they were too scared to ask. And that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. And another thing that I heard voiced over and over again was, I don't know what you can do with psychology besides become a therapist or become a researcher. And that's extremely unfortunate because doing those two things usually requires an advanced degree in psychology. So at least a master's, but oftentimes a doctorate degree. And when I looked into this, I found out that only 15% of psychology majors actually pursue an advanced degree in psychology specifically. What the heck do the rest of the 85% do? Like, it can't be that they don't, they just don't use their psychology major. It, it is foundational, it is important, and we should be proud of it. And I wanted to address this concern in my event series. Throughout that fall semester, I had aggregated 250 signups and I continued to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. 
And by October, I had 180 individual conversations with people, the people who had signed up. And I filled up three full notebooks of notes and questions and curiosities. And it was the best thing I've ever done because I got, I will always have that data now. I'll always have those questions. I held that first event on August 19th, and from then until December, I held 12 events with professionals from all different kinds of fields. I had professors, we had um, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, people in public policy and nonprofits, social workers, we had organizational psychologists, positive psychologists. It was, it really ran the gamut, and um, it was really powerful and a really fun time in my life, and I would love to continue hosting events one day. I just want to read to you some testimonials from people who directly texted me after some of these events to share their feedback and their gratitude. One person said, That was remarkable. Probably one of the most enlightening hours I've spent listening to someone. Thank you so much for organizing. Another person texted me saying, I just wanted to let you know that you are doing God's work. This is so helpful and enlightening. I feel so much happier and well understood. You are amazing for organizing this. Another person said, I'm about halfway done with my grad school applications and an estimated 30% of the information I wrote was inspired by the speakers. Another person said, thank you. That was such an amazing meeting, super insightful and helpful. Another person said, I am overwhelmed. Throughout that fall semester when I was holding all those events, I made sure that I was staying in touch with every single person that had signed up for the series by texting them at least twice weekly. So yes, that's about 500 text messages a week, usually more because I would have conversations with a lot of them. And I would make sure that they knew what event was being held. I would collect questions from them. I would make sure that I was still staying grounded in their interests. I would always collect feedback. And I was really engaging with them as much as I could because I never wanted to lose sight of those confusions and those curiosities that grounded me in the first place. And all that feedback that I received and the feedback that I just read was the thing that really sparked me to say, I need to expand this. I want this to reach people beyond NYU and beyond my little psych mic bubble that I had been serving for four months. I really knew that this resource had to reach more people because it was changing lives. I had other people saying that they completely changed their career trajectory because of this, or that they decided that they definitely wanted to do something that they thought they might wanna do before, but they weren't sure. I also started to really understand how valuable this was when people started to spread it voluntarily to their peers and their friends in different universities. So it had reached other universities other than NYU, as well as countries all over the world. So that included India and China and Taiwan, Singapore, Peru, England, UAE, Argentina, Colombia. And I, I just it needed to reach more psychology majors and psychology enthusiasts. And I was always thinking about ways to expand this. It was always on my mind. And I don't know why I never really thought of a podcast format, but one day my brother called me in December and he said, Maya, you need to make this into a podcast. Just trust me. You'll reach more people. It'll be accessible. They can listen to it however, whenever they want, and it'll be great. And my first thought was, no way. I love doing these events. I, I argued with him for a good hour probably. I was telling him that I didn't want to stop doing these events because I could tell how positively these are these events were impacting people and I I didn't want to miss that uh, that human contact that very real and raw you know interaction that we had on the Zoom calls but I knew that I had to 
somehow alter the format if I wanted to reach more people. And he was right. And when he says, trust me, he means it. And so I did. And I, I took a leap of faith. I stopped doing the events and I spent the next month putting together the podcast and started inviting guests and now we're here and those of you who've been with psych mike and who follow me on instagram know that i never stop asking for questions i never stop asking for feedback i always want to hear your curiosities and whenever i can i always include audience questions in my episodes because they always make it more interesting i never want to be the only one being curious i always want to be including as many people as possible in this because I start to learn more about myself um, in ways that I couldn't if I was just in my own head. So thank you if you are somebody who has submitted questions and who has engaged with this platform. You've made it better. You've made it what it is. You've made it, you know, you've made it, you've made it amazing. So thank you. And this has been the most rewarding year of my life. And I hope that it only continues to become more rewarding because I get to do everything that I love to do, which is ask a lot of questions meet a ton of people, create and build something of my own, and learn all the time. I'm just continuously learning new things from different people, and I'm getting to challenge my worldview. And truly, if any of you are listening to this and you are thinking about starting a podcast, the answer is do it because you will discover so much about yourself and about the world and you'll help a lot of people in the process and you'll gain a whole new set of skills. Like I never thought I could edit audio and you know what? I do and I never thought that I could build a website and I did and I never thought I could talk to so many people in such a short amount of time and I do. Again, thank you for supporting PsychMic and for allowing this platform to be what it is and to, to help a lot of people. I could probably spend hours talking about what I've actually learned from my guests on this podcast. I will say two major things that I've learned, um, and I can spend a whole nother episode talking about takeaways and lessons, And um, but primarily I've learned, number one, there is no path after, no one path, sorry, there's definitely a path, but there is no one path after an undergraduate degree in psychology. There are so many different ways to apply this discipline, and there are so many people doing amazing, wonderful things with it. Number two is that it's never too late to change your mind. I have talked to so many people who completely pivoted in the middle of their career, even late in their career, and have been so grateful that they were able to do that and that they didn't stay in a career path that was making them miserable just because they'd spent so much time and invested so much energy in it. It really is never too late to change your mind. That is really reassuring to me. It has been, and it has been really reassuring to, to many, many people. In terms of my vision and my goal with this, I'm primarily trying to demystify the application of psychology after an undergraduate degree. I'm also trying to change the way that we look at psychology overall. As was reflected in the 180-some conversations that I had with my peers and the people who signed up for the series, our perceptions of psychology are completely skewed, and many psychology majors don't really know what they can do, and obviously um, we, we have an incomplete picture. And um, I can assure you that many psychology majors, if not all, will say that at some point in their studies they've received some version of the following questions. Oh, you study psychology, so you're analyzing me right now, right? Or, oh, so you want to become a, a shrink? Or, oh, so you can diagnose me? Or, are you reading my mind right now? And all of that is just a completely inaccurate picture of what psychology is, probably mostly influenced by the media. And I just hope that I can not only help psychology majors and psychology people who love psychology and want to use it in their work, I want to, on the whole, change how we look at 
the usefulness and the value of psychology. I hope one day to reach every single psychology student in the world. And I know that is a bold claim, but I know the power that these stories can have. I want to give people, as many psychology students as I can, I want to give them the practical tools and the knowledge to be able to go and apply their passions in their everyday life. So th the goal of this podcast really is to empower through narratives and stories and real lived experiences. And I hope that it has helped you. And I hope that you're continuing to ask questions. And I hope that Psych Mike is starting to answer those questions. But I can't reach all the people that I want to reach without your help. Many people have already shared this initiative with their friends, and I can't even tell you how happy it makes me when somebody texts me and says, hey, I just shared this with my cousin, or I just shared this with my friend at a different university, um, and it's really helped them. Or thank you for releasing this episode. I'm, I just sent it to a friend because she's interested in clinical psychology as well. And it just really makes my day, and I can't even explain to you the positive impact that it has on the reach of this podcast when you just share it with one person. So. My ask at the end of this episode is if you have benefited at all from Psych Mike, I would love it if you could just send it to one friend who you think would enjoy it as well and would benefit from it. I hope that together we can continue to challenge our notions of what psychology is and can be, and I would love to continue engaging with you through my Instagram, psych underscore Mike, or through the newsletter at psychmike.com. You can sign up and put your email there. And let's just continue to spread this joy and this passion for psychology together. And I can't wait to catch you next week for another wonderful interview.